Welcome to this episode of Beads Podcast, a weekly reflection on church history with Dr. Michael A.G. Haken. Dr. Haken serves as the chair and professor of church history at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and he is on the core faculty of Heritage Theological Seminary in Cambridge, Ontario. He's also a fellow of the Royal Historical Society in recognition of his contributions to historical scholarship. Join us now as we seek to see what God has done in the history of his people. Today's May the 7th. Uh, it's the anniversary of the death of Andrew Fuller, who died in um, 1815 on May the 7th. On uh, that year, uh, May the 7th was a Sunday, and um, he died as God's people were worshiping. In fact, his house was right next door to the church, and he could hear them singing as he left this world. Uh, for the eternal kingdom. After his death, a number of people said that he died as a martyr uh, to the Baptist Missionary Society. What do they mean by that? Well, he had poured so much energy into the work of the Baptist Missionary Society, which had been founded in 1792, that he in some ways impaired his health. Um, he would be up uh, to all hours of the, the night because he was having to write letters, uh, raising financial support, um, answering queries about the uh, society. He'd be up again uh, uh, writing correspondence to all the missionaries that were sent out to, to America, to rather to Liberia or to India or to the West Indies. Um, he spent a lot of time uh, uh, fundraising. In fact, in the latter years of his life, he was normally away from the pulpit in Kettering up to three months a year, uh, going around preaching, and often would ride on the top of stagecoaches to save money and would be exposed to all kinds of weather. He talks about crossing the Pennines between Lancashire and Yorkshire in the north of England and coming into snowstorms in the uh, early summer months, uh, which you can get in the, that part of, the, of, of, um, of England because of the height of the mountains there. Um, and so there is some truth that uh, Fuller impaired his health because of his support of the Baptist Missionary Society. What I'd like to think about, though, on this anniversary of Fuller's death is not so much his death, but an element of his work for the Baptist Missionary Society, um, and that is answering correspondence that he received like this letter. Um, it's in the hands of a private owner, uh, but it was written on December the 11th, 1813 from Serampore and is signed by William Carey, uh, William Ward, and Joshua Marshman, uh, the three who make up the Serampore trio, so-called. It's a short letter, and it refers to the fact that uh, William Carey's son, one of his four sons who lived into adulthood, Jabez Carey, uh, was wanting to become a missionary, and the Serampore mission was preparing to send him out <clears throat> to Malaysia, and uh, they wanted some help from Fuller. It runs like this. Dear Brother Fuller, we have already written to you respecting Ambona, that was part of Malaysia. We now have the happiness of sending you word that we have had a letter from the Governor General requesting us to send brethren to Ambona to superintend the Malay schools. Jabez Carey's heart has been touched, as we hope, by divine grace. We have perceived for some time back a gradual change in him, and he has now volunteered his services for Ambona, and we're thinking of accepting him. 
but we're anxious that he should have immediate help from England. Send immediately a pious man of some experience, but of real solid piety to join him. Direct him to Ambona or send him first to us. We have not time to enlarge, but remain, dear brother, yours and the society's most affectionate brothers. Now, I want to pick up on that little phrase, um, send a man of real solid piety. We could do two things with this. We could ask the question, um, what did Carey and Marshman award me by that phrase? And we'd have to look at their writings and see what they understood to be real solid piety. But I want to ask the phrase differently. I want to think about uh, what Fuller would have thought when he got the letter. The letter was written December the 11th, 1813. At a minimum, it would have taken six months to get to England. It would have to go uh, down around the, the bottom of the continent of Africa, uh, across the Indian Ocean and into the Atlantic, and then up to England. And it would have taken about six months to, to go from Serampore, where uh, uh, Kerry Marshman and Ward wrote the letter, to Kettering, where Fuller would have been. And so the earliest he could have gotten it would have been in June of, of 1814. And we don't know exactly when Fuller got it. But what would he have thought when he got the request? What, would he have, what kind of things would he have thought about? What, what constitute real solid piety? Well, there's probably five things that immediately come to my mind, having studied Fuller over the years, that he would have thought of. First of all, he would w want a man who had what Fuller called disinterested love to God. Now, Fuller had picked up this idea from Jonathan Edwards. He wanted a real solid piety is piety that is marked by a love for God, for who he is in himself, first and foremost. Not a love for God for what he does for us. Of course, that's an element of real love, but the solid foundation of real piety for Jonathan Edwards and for his um, uh, 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 reader, uh, Andrew Fuller, who read Edwards avidly, um, the real solid basis of piety is a man, uh, is a person who is characterized by a love for God for who he is in himself, a God of glory, a God of beauty, a God of holiness. Secondly, Fuller would want him, uh, would have understood by this term that he was to be a man of, of passion for the salvation of the lost. Um, he was an activist. Fuller was an activist. He was, in this regard, a typical evangelical, uh, busy uh, about the things of God, busy about the expansion of the kingdom. And Fuller would wanted to have sent out a man, a man who was concerned for the souls of Indians and Malaysians, a man who wanted to see them converted and brought into the kingdom, a man who was willing to engage his, his whole soul and mind and body in this endeavor. Thirdly, he would have been a man of prayer for Fuller. Uh, this is at the heart of the Christian life. Uh, the Christian, and especially the Christian worker, uh, the Christian minister, the Christian missionary is a person of prayer. Uh, this is central for Fuller. And uh, thankfully, in recent years, uh, there's been a couple of studies that have uh, focused on Fuller uh, himself as a man of prayer, and then his theology of prayer. And then, um, fourthly, Fuller would, want to, would have wanted him to have been 
uh, a team player. He's a man who recognizes that uh, he is one person of a number who are playing uh, a role in uh, the expansion of the kingdom. Um, he's a part of a band of brothers, uh, so to speak. Um, long after uh, Fuller's death, one of the men that he mentored, Christopher Anderson, uh, talked about this and talked about how uh, God had raised up uh, in Fuller's lifetime uh, Fuller and friends as a little band of brothers uh, who are committed to one another, committed to the kingdom, uh, committed to missions, uh, committed to revival. And Fuller would wanted to have sent out a man who was committed to the work of the kingdom with others. And then uh, finally, uh, a man who was devoted to the scriptures. Uh, for Fuller, at the heart of genuine piety is the word of God. Um, Fuller was an avid reader of Edwards, and uh, less so of John Owen, but he loved Owen and Bunyan. Um, he read Gill with profit, though sometimes critical. Um, but above all, Fuller was a reader of the scriptures. Uh, the scriptures were foundational to Fuller's spiritual life, foundational to his, his theological reflection, foundational to his life as a Christian churchman and pastor. And whomever he sent out, would, he would want to be assured that this man loved the word of God, uh, regarded as, as infallible and errant and foundational for uh, his life and for the mission. So when Fuller received that letter, what did he think? Who did he think of? What kind of man would he be thinking of in terms of real solid piety? A man as I've said, uh, who loved God for who he was in himself, a man who was concerned for the salvation of the lost, a man of prayer, a man who worked, was, was able to work with others, a team player, and a man who was devoted to the scriptures. And so a little letter, uh, one little line from a little letter so long ago, uh, speaks volumes to us today, because these are still vital things uh, in uh, Christian piety today. What does it mean to be truly uh, pious. Uh, Fuller's answer back then, I think, is still of value today and is an excellent way uh, to remember the legacy of this uh, servant of God on the day that he left this world uh, to go to his eternal reward. Beads Podcast is in partnership with H&E Publishing, a reformed and Canadian publishing house seeking to spread the steadfast love and faithfulness of Christ through the publication of Church History, Biblical Spirituality, Christian Living, and Theology. Join us next time as we seek to see what God has done in the history of His people.